PH presents Movies That Matter. What's up, everybody? It's me, it's me, it's the JATWB, and I'm here by myself. Um, if I sound like I'm out of breath, it's because I have COVID. My lungs will never be the same. Just kidding, I'm at the gym. COVID isn't real. Jamie specifically wants me to tell everyone that he thinks COVID is not real at all. So we can talk about that when he's back on. But this week we have part two of the 2020 review show. We're going to finish up our news. And then we're going to talk about everyone we lost in 2020 from entertainment and music and pro wrestling. There are a lot of uh, significant deaths to me and Jamie, so this might be a more somber episode, but um, we hope you enjoy it. We'll be back next week, hopefully, with a brand new episode reviewing a movie, Point Break. So um, tell your friends, thanks for listening. See you next week. Enjoy the show. So next on the list, probably the maybe the biggest story besides COVID, you got George Floyd and Black Lives Matter movie. Yeah, that is a big when was that May? Yeah, it was like right yeah, it had to be around May because it had to be like right when the because like COVID was just kinda like hot. Yeah, we were still shut down from indoor dining, I know that. Yeah, had to so be maybe, May. Maybe it was even before May. Yeah. But I mean I don't know how much you want to get into this, but not really. It just I had to fight in the Civil War this year because of it, so I'm not really like the police station. There's a police station across the street from one of my restaurants. I boarded up my restaurant nine times this year. Yeah, because you're so basically your restaurant, your main restaurant that you work at is right in downtown. Yeah, one of our one of our restaurants is in downtown Denver, right across from the the precinct six police station i believe is what it is and we're like right not even a mile from the capitol so like people would walk from the protest and would go from the capitol all the way down colfax avenue which is the longest avenue in america it was just wild times because you would just be you would be working and you know you just you're working and the shops boarded up and all of a sudden you walk outside and there's just everybody's everybody's shooting everybody and you can't breathe, and there's pepper spray. I lived, I just moved out of the neighborhood before all this shit happened, so. Yeah, so, I mean, it was just like, I mean, it's crazy. I mean, people are still, I think, protesting, and so I think Portland is still on fire. Um, But, like, at the end of the day, man, obviously what happened to George Floyd was terrible. Cop overreacted, and. um, I think the cop might have just been evil. I don't even know if he's evil or if he just, like, in the moment, just fucked up. Nah, I think he's, I think he had a pretty big history of just being a piece of shit, so. I mean, it's like, you know, that's the thing, like, just because someone's a police officer doesn't mean there's a piece of shit, so, like. Yeah. I mean. And, he had a pretty, uh, there, pretty There's bad. definitely police officers who abuse their power on a regular basis. Yeah. Um, the moral of the story of this whole thing is. For the longest time, there's just the the system is just it's not equipped the proper way to to support everyone, and people aren't doing a good job. And no matter what happens, 
you know, it always turns out that old white people are the ones with the money, so everybody's just mad all the time. So you got to just fix the system and move on. Yeah, and who knows at this point if the system's even fixable, but the... Yeah, I have no idea um, either. Listen, the, at the end of the day, man, like, you know, we talk about COVID and everything that's going on with the government and stuff, and, like, they, they don't want people on the same side. They don't want people looking into what they're doing. They're going to do it. The, the government, the media, and everyone's going to d- try to divide people on a regular basis, and I think probably the easiest way to do that is race. Yeah. So easily. when this stuff happens, they like, they love it and they're gonna, you know, get everybody going. And I think the best thing to do is to just, I mean, I think most people are good people and they're going to treat people how, you know, use the golden rule and just treat people how, you know, they treat them. And, but, you know, it, if you just ignore the media and ignore all the hype, you know, and don't get worked up, I think you'll be fine. Yeah. I think that there's definitely needs to be some changes in the way that we do things and the way that our system, I think the most important thing we learned from this is that, which they use a terrible term, like defund police is a terrible term because nobody knows what that means. Everybody thinks it means like just taking all the money away and they're and like, it's like I heard people say, well, what are we going to do without cops? I don't know what to do. And I'm like, wait a minute. No, like the police are here to respond for emergencies where things can escalate in a situation where someone needs to deal with it with possibly handling a firearm or, you know, violence is happening. And uh, there's a lot of situations that we can use to send social workers and, and different types of people like the scenario. What we need to do is educate the people on how to deal with the authorities and like, Hey, I have this issue. I need to call this person instead of nine one one, just always going to the police. It should just go to a couple different departments. Like there should be somebody, if you have a mentally unstable 17 year old, you don't want, you don't want a 24 year old cop fresh out of the Academy, some hotshot going to like try to talk him down from doing something crazy. You know what I mean? Like you want, you want the right person. You want some somebody who's been taught in that line of work. So I think, you know, delegate. You need to, I mean, other, I mean, defund the police. If anything, you need more training, which probably requires more money, right? So, Well, defunding means, like, we're going to take away all this stupid shit that like, they don't. You know, and we're going to take the money and put it in. Like, there definitely needs to be better police training, 100%. The biggest problem is these cities and the counties, these, they don't fund like the city funding for the, or the state funding for certain police departments are low. And like the training, you can be a cop in six months. You know what I mean? When it should well, take I mean, two years before you ever even carry a weapon. Like, yeah. And that's the thing. I mean, at the end of the day, like, you can't just be like, well, he's a police guy. He's a policeman. He shouldn't fuck up. No, yeah. everybody's human. Everybody fucks up. Exactly. But all these guys you should be human. trained. And we, you know, a, when you're in the heat of the moment, who knows how you're going to react to it? That no one's ever going to know. As a police officer, though, you should be trained and you should be held to a higher standard because you are here to serve and protect at the end of the day. Yeah, absolutely. You're here to serve and protect your citizens. But if the training fails you, you know, it's like, some cops fuck up because they just do what they're trained to do and it's the wrong thing. And some cops do shit because they're evil and some people do great things. 
Uh, we need to learn how to delegate the issues of society out to the right departments. We need to fund all those departments properly. And the police should be here to serve and protect. We need to be able to respect the police. And when they show up, like, there's got to be that communication where people aren't afraid of them and they're not murdering the shit out of people on national television. Yeah, and I mean, it's just like Black Lives Matter and Blue Lives Matter and all this bullshit. And it's just you know, a division that, you know, it's not going to help anybody or anything. And also, you know, burning down Jamie's restaurant isn't going to help anything, so... No, it's not. If anything, it's going to cause 25 kids to not be able to eat who were are barely trying, are barely making it off the streets. Yeah. So there's, I mean, we can, I guess the moral of this story is we all could do a little bit better and maybe you could take that into 2021. Yeah. Take your time and communicate, take a deep breath and not freak the fuck out. Yeah. On a more serious note, you put here Taco Bell canceling some menu items. Mm-hmm. They canceled potatoes. Have you ever had potatoes from Taco Bell? The cheesy potatoes were dope, but I mean, you say this, but they just brought back nacho fries, which are basically just potatoes. I know. I don't understand. Fries are easier than potatoes, maybe, because nacho fries, I don't really know. Maybe you well, just cover it. So I got nacho fries the other day because, like, they, they've been advertising the fuck out of these nacho fries. And I'm like, in my head, I built them up as something great because they're advertising so much. They're literally just fries with like a like a seasoning on them. So like fries with taco seasoning on it and cheese yeah. to dip it in? No, not even cheese to dip it in. It's just fries. So it's not even uh, really a good, like it's nothing. But, um, you know, I think, I don't even remember this being a big story, I guess, for someone like you. Taco Bell canceling some of their food is a big deal. <laughs> I only knew it because the Mexican pizza, because I'm I'm an old school Mexican pizza fan. So they canceled the quesarito, which um I don't know what what is that? Is that a queso burrito? Or no, it's a quesadilla burrito. I don't, I don't know what is. Had, I don't think I've ever had a quesarito or a Mexican pizza. And the seven-layer burrito, which, why would you cancel the seven-layer burrito? Like, how, I feel like that's just if somebody says it, you make it, right? Like, you can just make it. You have the shit there. Yeah. For me as a restaurant, like, we canceled, we went down to, like, 12 menu items, 12 sandwiches. We have a 40 on our menu. We went down to 12 just because it was, makes the most sense to not have all this product that we run out of, like, in April and May, you know, May we started getting pretty busy again, but April was, you know, there was, it was a lot of uncertainty. So like we took away a lot of our spreads, like no more guac things that go bad in two or three days. Cause when you go from doing 50 K a week to 22 K a week, like you don't, you cancel like the things that are going to go bad. So you don't spend money. So I feel like that's what Taco Bell should have done. So Mexican pizza, I guess maybe you don't have to bring in the, the, the hard tortillas. I don't know. I'm bummed about the Mexican pizza. Yeah, I guess it's a bigger deal to you than most people, but yeah. The, I mean, I think it's just. Uh, I mean, that's kind of what businesses do. You know, they the you know they get stale and maybe their numbers were low, so they just try to switch things up. Yeah, I mean, I don't really eat fast food. Actually, I don't eat fast food hardly at all. Unless if I was traveling in like an airport or something, it's just been a long ass day. But Taco Bell is the one fast food place where 
if something new hits the menu and I see it enough, I got to stop and get one. Yeah, like I said, I had it the other day because I just wanted to see what the nacho fry buzz was about, and I was highly disappointed. Well, good. I don't have to go get them. No, they're they're just normal French fries. With like, I mean, the seasoning is good, but I mean, they're just French fries, man. It's not a big deal. I don't even know why they're called nacho fries. Um, just because it's Taco Bell. But moving on to something that Saves known all along. Yeah. So this was during the whole COVID thing, and the whole like. So everything on the news is just COVID and protests. That's all people talk about. And then out of nowhere, the Pentagon says that UFOs are real and no one gave a shit. No one batted an eye (laughs) that there's other life forms out there. Well, it was last year that that video got released, right? Yeah. I mean, this is another thing that depends what you believe and depends what you read. I mean, Save is probably more educated on this than we are, but the, I mean, you know, I know people who believe that UFOs are definitely real, but that, you know, spaceships have came here and we basically like we study them, Area 51, whatever. We study them and then kind of try to learn how to use them. And then probably most UFOs that you see or people spot are really us flying these UFOs. Yeah. So, in other words, we're we're not constantly being there's not constantly aliens coming to Earth, but there's probably UFOs that the government uses, or some kind of special craft that we don't know about that the government is experimenting with. Yeah. So, do you think there are aliens out there? Yeah, I believe in aliens for sure. Yeah, I, mean, I think it'd be arrogant to think we're the only things in the galaxy. Yeah, that's exactly what I was about to say. I mean, to 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 disbelieve that there's all like how big is the galaxy, dude? And to believe that the only like life form is on this one planet. I mean, this doesn't make any sense. Yeah, it doesn't make any sense. Now, to to the extent of that is, you know, who knows? No one really knows. Maybe some government people know, but. Um, yeah, maybe. I mean, do you think aliens have been to this planet? Yeah, I think aliens probably come here, but then they probably like they probably don't give a fuck about us, honestly. Yeah, because what can we do? I mean, the only thing that we can do is destroy ourselves. Yeah, like we can't like we can't really destroy this galaxy. <laughs> you know what I mean? We don't have like Death Stars and planet eaters like Galactus and Darth Vader, like. No, I, I, and that's the other thing. Like, I mean, you know, Hollywood has kind of, you know, pushed this narrative of like basically like aliens are like creatures who are going to destroy us and stuff. Probably not the case. I mean, I think, you know, there's others theories out there that aliens were on Earth a long, long time ago, and then yeah, they basically moved on. They're like, yeah, this shit is stupid. Yeah. So, and there's theory like. Do you think if aliens showed up tomorrow, like Independence Day, and all these spaceships were above us, do you think that we would? You think we'd welcome them or just blow them up? I think that like we live in such a divisive world that it'd be half and half. I think we'd kill each other over it, yeah. and then they would fly off and be like, "Well, we didn't have to do anything," <laughs> or "Well, that was a bummer." I mean, that's we just the other thing. They murdered aliens. each other. If they have, you know, if they have that kind of technology or if they even care, they could look at how humans act and, like, they're just like, these these guys aren't even, like, they're going to destroy each other. Like, we don't have to worry about these people. 
Yeah, or they need the resources of the planet, so like we got to take them out, so we can at least they don't destroy the planet. Planet may already be destroyed. I don't know. The more the important thing is is hopefully that aliens abide by prime directive. That's what really matters. It's the only rule of the galaxy that should matter, and it's that you can't interfere with another species. You can't land on a planet. You can't fuck with that planet. You can observe them, but you can't interfere with them until they develop the technology for warp drive. Once they develop that technology, then you can make what's called first contact. So, so what in your mind, like when you think of aliens, what do you think of? Do you think of, do you, like, what do you think the galaxy is? Do you think it's Star Wars? Do you think it's Star Trek? Do you think it's Independence Day? Do you think it's Mars Attacks? <laughs> um, I don't know. I, I would, in, I always lean towards Star Trek, not Star Trek. Um, Cause they're trekking, not tracking. Um, they're tracking, but yeah, <laughs> um, I would like to think it's like that, where it's like we, you know, there's there's probably it's I don't know. The only thing we have to go on is us. So like, there's fucking there's people that fucking murder children, and there's people that save thousands of children, and there's people that commit genocide on countries, and there's people that lead and rule people to freedom you know what i mean there's great people and shitty people and there's probably dope ass aliens out there that like know how to use the three seashells you know or they put halos on your head and you can bang for out like 20 hours and there's probably aliens out there that just eat you from the head first while you're alive like they take a bite out of your skull while you're squirming in their arms you know i don't know i have no idea Hopefully it's like Star Trek where it's diplomacy and all we do is trade ideals and values and technology. Yeah, I, I tend to lean to that myself. I mean, I've never seen us. Well, I watch the old Star Trek movies, but... Um, you watched episode one of Next Generation. I watched all the way up to the whales. Yeah, um, the whales, that you just have to keep going. But, the, I mean, I, I, I think it's kind of like that if I look at it. I think there's like a million species out there. And some of them communicate with the others and some don't. And I think, you know, most of them look at Earth and they just think humans are just shit and yeah. not even worth their time. Like, think about how long it took just people on the same planet to communicate. Yeah. Let alone people from other planets. You know what I mean? Because if we're communicating with another species from another planet, like, it's got to be educated and taught down, you know, people got to be educated and, and it's got to be taught down. Like the, how to commute, like if you just put two species on the same planet, they're going to murder the shit out of each other eventually, probably, I guess. But like, you got to teach all that. So somebody's got to meet with them. And I don't know, it's just, it's a lengthy process. If you do it right, I feel, or maybe they have the technology to translate everything like Star Trek does. And it just doesn't matter. Yeah. And I mean, the next story is, coincide with that the 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 micro uh life on mars and the water on the moon and the microbial microbial it's a science word dude i took biology like four times in high school yeah i Uh, did in college too remember when you wiped that pig on that girl's yeah yeah we both dropped biology in college um but yeah so like and then the spacex program i mean maybe we'll find out more yeah spacex is cool because the rocket you know it's a everything lands it's like everything's good it's there's no space garbage and 
it's super cheap, like compared to everything else. And we can send eventually just random ass humans into space to the space station and back. Yeah. I think it's all, I mean, you know, I think the government knows more than they tell you at all times. And they're, I think this, them leaking out this little bit of stuff is just a precursor to, to more stuff to come. Like, you know, SpaceX and exploration and, um, you know, and it's easier to do it when nobody's paying attention to not cause a mass panic. I mean, that's the big story with all this stuff is just like how they released this and no one literally gave a shit. Like it, it was like a 10 second blurb on the news. Yep. And everybody then immediately somebody else got shot and there was more stuff happening. Yeah. Like, I mean, what a world we live in to where like the Pentagon admitting there's UFOs is not a big deal. No one cared. No one batted an eye. Yeah, it's just so crazy. But um, yeah. all right, stimulus. You know, I know people have gotten it, and I haven't got mine yet. You never did. You get the first one? Oh, I did get the first one. I got the first one, and I just got I got this one on Friday. Yeah, see, I don't think I've gotten the second one yet. So my question with this is, and this is what I tell everybody. I mean, I don't believe that they're just going to give us free money. Like, eventually, we're going to get hit with this on the back end, right? I assume so. When everybody's, when they make whatever decision they do that they think everybody's okay, they're going to be like, all right, well, here's your fill out your stimulus box and your tax form. Yeah, I just think that eventually, I mean, I'm talking about years down the road, but I think eventually they're going to be like, hey, if you receive the stimulus, you owe us. Six hundred dollars or whatever, you know. Yeah. So, what did you do with your first stimulus check? I don't even remember. I probably spent it at Cheetos. <laughs> yeah, I can tell you what I did. I uh... oh, I know exactly what I did. That's when I ordered all those fucking toys on that website. Remember, I showed you that order form. Yeah, yeah, it was like $400 of toys or something. Yeah, that's exactly, that was right when I got that check. Yeah, I did, when would those checks come out? May? Yeah, something like that. I mean, I think I just put it in a different savings account and used it to... Oh, yeah, I'm sure that's how responsible you were. I invested it. I did, actually. I did put it in a different deal, and I used it when I flew home. I invested it. Because these toys are going to be worth money, obviously. I did not invest it because I know that some of it went to... So when everything got shut down, there's a strip club by my house called Shotgun Willies. <laughs> and it was shut down, but they were doing food to go, like wings to go and stuff. And they were doing um, car washes. Dude, who's ordering food from a strip club to go? I... <laughs> No, but it, they were doing some shit like that. But I went and got my car washed there for like once a week for a couple weeks for a month or so. Buy strippers? Yeah, buy strippers. So it was pretty dope. I've heard of like um, drive through strip strippers where you just drive your car up. They were doing that too when they were serving food. They were doing like um, you could order because it's a dispensary too. So like, there's all these little, because in Colorado, you just get to be dispensaries sometimes. Um, 
so there's drive-throughs on all that stuff, I think. And there was drive-through at Shotgun Willie Strip, and then they were doing car washes. So I went through and got my car washed. You know, so some of the stimulus went back for a good cause to give back to the community. It's actually not a bad idea, man. Yeah, if you can't, I mean, if you can't run a strip club, they just have them wash cars and bikinis. Yeah, I mean, why not? There's, do you not remember watching all those bikini car wash movies when you were fucking a kid? Yeah, they came out after Raw. Yeah, yeah, of course. All right, next is the vaccine. Um, I mean, we got COVID, so we don't need it. Nah. Um, Will you get the vaccine eventually? Yeah, I work for the government, so I'm not gonna have. Eventually, I'm not gonna have a choice. Oh yeah, right. right I don't know. Right now, it's up to us. That it's been offered to me, but considering that I already have COVID, and that's you know basically what a vaccine is, they're injecting you with it so you can get immunity to it. Yeah. So I mean, I think a lot of people don't know how vaccines work. Like. You're freaking out trying to stay inside your apartment and not get COVID, but now you're going to get a vaccine that gives you COVID. <laughs> yeah. So, um, but yeah, since I already got it, I'm not that worried about it. But if, since I work for the government, eventually I will be required to get it. Yeah, I figured you would be. I don't know. I don't know if I'll ever get it or not. I don't really care. I know that it's made out of our blood. Yeah, it is nice that we're able to contribute. Um, yeah. I mean, I just don't. Um, I just don't think it's necessary, honestly. I mean, I don't think a flu shot is necessary, but they make me get that every year. So. Have you? You have to get a flu shot every year. Yeah, I've never gotten a flu shot. I think the last, outside of one time I stepped on a nail and got tetanus, the last shots I've had were a kid as a kid. Where do you stand with the like the Bill Gates conspiracy and then putting dead babies and stuff in vaccines? I I don't know. I, I just don't care. Like Bill Gates, I absolutely don't trust because he's always been a uh, – and maybe he's probably, he's probably fucking right, but he's always been a um, depopulationist saying that everything's too populated, and I agree that it's too populated. Like a Thanos snap would be perfect for the world right now. <laughs> like it would be. It would just be, bam, half the people gone figure it out, you know, a couple decades of bullshit. And then we're back to, you know, trucking along for a long time. Um, but, uh, well, maybe that's what COVID is. I think like, I don't really know much about it. I was looking up Bill Gates and the conspiracies and stuff. And it was just, like, it's hard to tell what's even makes sense in a lot of this shit, but like with the malaria nets in Africa and like everybody died anyway, there's just a lot of weird shit around Bill Gates's name. And maybe it's just because he's like a famous computer tech nerd billionaire, and maybe because he likes to murder the shit out of people. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, who, I, I, who knows? There's so much stuff out there, but uh, I mean, you shouldn't trust anyone rich and powerful. Like Bill Gates doesn't give a fuck about saving the world. No, Bill Gates doesn't give a fuck about me or you or no listeners out the listeners out there either. He doesn't care there's, if you live there's or die. Something behind it. I mean, who knows what it really is? I just think that this whole the I mean, obviously the government is ran by rich people, right? It always has been. So like there's something behind all this stuff. The vaccine, the shutdown, the like there's all these tech giants and all these rich people who are just trying to, you know, squeeze out the small people, man, shut down Chiba Hut. <laughs> and, just, and just 
do what they want. And I mean, is population control part of that? Maybe. I don't know. Maybe. And maybe, I don't know. But unfortunately, I I work for the government, so I don't have a choice. So I'm going to get it. But obviously, I'm going to survive it. Yeah, easily. Yeah. So, yeah. I don't know if I'll get it, when I'll get it. I'll cross that bridge when the time comes. So, I think I'm due up in the next round being essential workers. But, like, I have a chance to get it. But I think I'm going to chill for a while. Yeah. You know, we'll see. You just got COVID. You'll, You'll be fine for a while. Yeah. You don't need the first run. No. And I'd I'd rather go to somebody who needs it if it's real and works. And I'd rather, you know, I the way I defeated COVID the first time, like I could see it being even easier next time. So, yeah, you know who needs it is Joe. Yeah. Because he, he needs it to survive or it's just going to put him out of his misery. Either way. The question is – do they have a driveway version of the vaccine? Yeah, where someone comes and gives it to you? Yeah, where you just show up in your driveway? We also don't know how spaghetti else affects it. That's the huge, that's a huge factor. I mean, it's a variable, like, if you eat three cans of SpaghettiOs a day, what will the vaccine, what will that, will that prevent anything from the vaccine? Does that prevent COVID? He may be I mean, the best. He hasn't he hasn't got COVID yet, so that may have something to do with it. Yeah. I think you're right. I think he's SpaghettiOs could be the cure for COVID. All right. So next is the Mandalorian. You said it sent a love letter to all Star Wars fans. I mean, disclaimer, I have not watched Mandalorian yet. I do plan on watching it. But I think um, you're you're gonna start today, right? Yeah. Well, I'm not going to spoil anything for you, but it's a wonderful show. Everybody should watch it. Um, It's just, to me, it's the most impressive thing that's happened this year. And I say that with a heavy heart of all the things that happened this year, obviously. But The Mandalorian finishing up in season two, uh, you need to watch season one and season two, but this – this two season run of the show has done the unthinkable. And honestly, what I think to be the hardest thing to do on planet earth, like harder than, than flying as a human, harder than having mutant powers, harder than surviving a 30,000 foot fall, like harder, like just the hardest thing to possibly do. And that is make John Favreau manage to make, every single star Wars, a fan on the planet happy at one moment for like a 48 hour period, every star Wars fan on the planet was happy. Can you imagine that? What that's like? Yeah. Cause I'm telling you right now, star Wars fans are the biggest crybabies to ever live. So as there, I was just about to say, has there ever been a star Wars, anything that's come out where universally everyone liked it? Not since, not since, Empire Strikes Back, maybe Clone Wars cartoon. I think everybody might have liked that. Yeah, I mean, I will say that uh, I haven't seen it, but I do know a lot of people who have, and even people who like don't like Star Wars or have never seen Star Wars love that show. Yeah, I mean, two seasons, 16 episodes, probably roughly 40 minutes an episode. You can be done by tomorrow. Um, it That show alone... 
I think it revived Star Wars. I mean, they had a rough so, run. They've had a rough 30-year run. Yeah. Like, really since, honestly, since Return of the Jedi. Like, but what's the next, what's the next step? There's another season of Mandalorian or keep this going in other arenas? Uh, there's Disney's releasing a bunch of Star Wars shows this year. Um, there's some cool ones. There's Rogue Squadron. There's one. Um, I got. I have to look at them. There's a couple Mandalorian season three. There's a couple I can't tell you because it's like a spoiler alert. Um, coming out of like Mandalorian and some of that stuff, but uh, there's there's going to be some fun shows. There might be a Bo-Katan show, but uh, about Mandalore. And who knows? I don't know. But there's some fun shows, and after this is done, there's just. They've announced a couple Disney's, I don't know, like Disney. It's funny because Star Wars, you know, you can tell by watching the original, like the Empire and the First Order are basically Nazi Germany. George Lucas hated Nazis. And the funniest thing about Disney is it was started and ran by like Nazis, basically, like while Disney was like a, a Nazi. And now... Now Disney owns Marvel, which like is the biggest civil rights writing, you know, fiction writing there is like with Marvel comics and X-Men and just all the civil rights movements and those like mutant rights and stuff. And now they own Disney, which basically fought or they own Star Wars, which basically fought Nazis the whole time. And it was like rebellion versus Imperial Army. So... Walt Disney's probably pissed. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So last but not definitely not least, the last story you put on here, very important. Hogan's hangout in Clearwater is open um, for business. Yeah, they just had their soft opening. Which we, I mean, it was kind of bittersweet for us because we were hoping to get jobs there. Yeah. I did try to apply and it was, I got on and clicked the application thing and then it said it was closed. So they better have gotten somebody good. Yeah. It's uh we were just there a couple months ago. It looked, we saw the restaurant yeah. get built from day one till now. Yeah. It looks incredible. I mean, I can't wait to go and hang out with knobs. Yeah, absolutely. Jimmy Hart, beefcake. Yeah. So if you're in the Clearwater area, make sure and go check out, not only the beach shop, but now Hogan's hangout. Hogan just kind of taking over that whole strip. Yeah. Well, I love it. Like, uh, you know, we were at the beach shop. We were probably, you didn't have a good showing the first go around at the beach shop. Yeah. I had a bad showing in another way. Cause I bought everything on accident. Yeah. You bought the most stuff I've ever seen. I got kind of gun shy and just didn't buy anything. Yeah. But that's all right. You went back the next day and redeemed yourself. Yeah, absolutely. All right. That's basically all the big stories. Um, I don't think we missed anything. Yeah, who knows? And if we did, who cares? Yeah, that's everything we wanted to talk about. That's all that matters, I guess. Yeah. Um, But we did want to talk about sports the year that was in 2020. I mean, it's probably – I mean, do you ever remember a year of sports like this? No. I don't even remember sports, really. I mean, obviously football is happening like right now, but I mean, I barely remember baseball. Yeah, baseball was wild. Who won the Dodgers? 
yeah, the Dodgers did because the Braves were up three games to one to go to the World Series, and the Dodgers came back and won. Shocker. Um, I mean, they, when you look at all the sports, football, basketball, baseball, hockey, and then, of course, we're going to throw pro wrestling in there. Who do you think is most affected by no fans? Football. Really? Well, I'm, I actually don't – I mean, football makes the most money, like, in the arenas, as, as in, the, like, stadium revenue. They make the most money. Um, but their stadiums, you know, can seat fucking – you know, look at college stadiums, seat 100,000 people. And, you know, some of these stadiums seat 40 to 60 compared to baseball, like – 30,000, 35,000 is a huge crowd, you know, if you can even fit that much. But, um, like, did you hear that? Yeah, it sounded like something fell. Yeah, I ripped ass. <laughs> um, <laughs> but to me, honestly, I think the sport that suffered the most without fans actually is fucking wrestling. No, I agree. Because I think the the other sports – it, it was weird at first, but the players eventually can adjust to it. And then it's like almost normal to whereas pro wrestling, like so much of pro wrestling is feeding off of people there. It's the energy in the stadium. Like, yeah. So it's so weird, especially at the beginning. It was so weird to watch wrestling and like, especially like WWE where they still make everyone do like their poses and look out into the crowd and stuff. And there's no one there. And it's, it was like so awkward and hard to watch. It was really hard to watch. Like, honestly, it kind of broke me and got me like, I got to admit, like my whole life, I've always been watching current wrestling. Always. You know, I even got you back into wrestling when you quit. And it was like, I quit for a while this year. I just couldn't do it. Like, it was so frustrating and like, I just couldn't imagine how hard it had to be for the wrestlers. And then, you know, they really focus on merchandising and like all the let goes. I don't know, man, it was just hard. It was hard to watch just in general. Like it was just, I feel bad. Like I feel bad. The last thing I was at wrestling wise, cause we go to a lot of events. Like we, between the two of us, we go to 10 events a year at least probably. Um, you know, I was at Jake the Snake's return for AEW the week before the shutdown. Yeah. And that was like, I was so excited for wrestling. Like I threw my beer. I didn't, I panicked because at first it played this music. I didn't know what was going on. And then all of a sudden it said Jake the Snake on the screen. He walked out and I freaked out because it was like, it was kind of his music, but it was a little different. I don't know. I just freaked out. I threw my beer way far actually i don't even know it probably i think it probably hit somebody in the face um i was like almost crying jumping up and screaming like i was so excited for AEW, and there were rumors like a lot of people had left wwe like there are rumors of like you know luke harper coming and and uh you know all these like i'm like holy shit this is gonna be amazing like all these wrestlers are coming to AEW. like they're getting a steam full head of steam WWE is going to have to actually like step up and like do some real shit and stop being this bullshit scripted fucking daytime NBC show, you know, and then the shutdown happened and all this shit and it just became unbearable. Like I just got deflated completely. So I watched old wrestling on the network and that was it. 
Yeah, I mean, it was so hard to watch at first, but I mean, everyone was kind of able to figure it out. Like the what AEW and them do with like people in the crowd, like other wrestlers in the crowd stuff helped. And then WWE has the Thunderdome now, which is really good for them because they can control booze and cheers and everything else. So, yeah. Um, you know, it's just a brave new world. I mean, all sports this year have an asterisk next to it, in my opinion. Yeah, I think so, too. And, I mean, you have, like, baseball was, like, the first sport to tread the waters, right? Like, Well, I think they handled it well. I don't know if they were really hardcore affected like other sports. They weren't. I mean, minus the Miami Marlins at the first of the year partying in Atlanta and getting it. Everybody got COVID, like – Cincinnati had a kind of a run in it, but baseball did a really good job of of the social aspect of it, the distancing. And baseball is kind of a sport that you can play without making a lot of contact with people, you know? Like your yeah. contact is brief, um, you know, besides holding a runner on base or maybe being a catcher uh, or a batter going up with a catcher there. But, like, look how far everybody's spread out, you know? Like, it's really – there's not a lot of – I don't know, it's just – football there's 12 people breathing on each other in a small area and and football there's contact on every play basketball there's contact on every play baseball there's not necessarily contact on every play so i think it was the right sport at the right time to 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 move forward football just said fuck it we're allowing we don't even care we're allowing fans in the stadium <laughs> yeah well i mean they were they were had the benefit of later on yeah, they were. I mean, I thought I thought baseball did well. NBA, I mean, they took the easy way out. They did the bubble. Yeah, they basically canceled the season and just did a playoff bubble, and it was like terrible basketball. But yeah, the Lakers won the year Kobe died. Shocker. I know, and like, like it's like you watch those games in the bubble, and it was literally just like when you go to LA Fitness and watch pickup basketball. Yeah, and the games were like outside of a few games, they were like 120 to 80. Yeah, it just wasn't good. But I mean, NFL are doing fine, but they 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 did later, and then I think college football just got ravaged, dude, because you know they have to test these kids all the time, and you know when you test somebody four times a week, they're gonna get a positive test. Eventually, yeah, eventually, I think college football should have been canceled because a, how do you tell a bunch of fucking twenty year one year olds to stay in their room, stay quarantined, not fuck anybody? You know what I mean? Like, all I wanted to do when I was twenty one was drink and fuck. Yeah, I mean they just got ravaged, dude. And then like you look at it now, in Ohio State's a national championship, but they've only played like five games. Yeah, I have no idea how that even happened. Like, and then Clemson, they played Clemson, but Clemson had COVID issues all year. Like, it's like, it's just, it should have been canceled. But the schools are greedy and they need their money. So, yeah, I think college football got hit the worst by far. Yeah. But I think overall, I mean, there's definitely an asterisk to this whole year. And I mean, maybe the next couple of years, we don't even know, like, when people are allowed to go do stuff again. Yeah, I don't know when we're going to be allowed to have fun anymore. Do you even know what happened in hockey this year? No, I mean, I didn't even know if they played. I, you know, I used to love to go. I got free tickets for the Panthers games down here all the time. I used to love to go watch, dude. 
and like live hockey is so much fun. Yeah, but it is. I have no idea if they even finished the season or what the hell they're doing. They did playoffs. I uh, think they did a Stanley Cup. I thought. Yeah, who knows, man? I, I mean, once I wasn't able to go watch live, I didn't really care. Um, the main thing about sports that I cared about this year was gambling became live and free in my state. So I can gamble on DraftKings app. Yeah, which and is incredible. I won $1,000 in April or whatever, May, when it started on Russian ping pong. Off the bat immediately. <laughs> I've put in $25 in that DraftKings account, and I've pulled out three grand, and I have like 200 bucks in there since May. I guess I shouldn't say that on TV because I'm supposed to claim these, and I'm not going to do that. Or no, we're not on TV. We're on whatever this is, podcast. Yeah, same thing. Yeah, same thing. Um, I've won a, I won a lot of money on Russian ping pong. I was betting Call of Duty tournaments. Um, the gambling was real was a real problem when it first started. I had to slow down. I was winning money on UFC, bought like just all kinds of shit. Yeah, I unfortunately live in Florida where the Seminole tribe who owns all the casinos down here are never going to allow sports gambling. Yeah, but um, yeah, that, that drive, if you could use that DraftKings though, I mean, it's so that app would be so incredible. Yeah, it's hard not to use every day though. Yeah, oh, I would definitely be addicted. Well, yeah, I everything's an asterisk this year. I'm not even going to go into like it's just dumb. The sports were kind of dumb this year, so I agree. Even like. Fantasy football, which I love, was so terrible this year. And I didn't watch a snap of pro football, and I played fantasy football because Matt wanted me. I was like, well, fuck, I'll play. You know, like I'll get to talk to Matt more, and it's been a while. And then I'm going to be honest, man, like I couldn't even figure out who plays on what days, like what was happening. I couldn't figure out when the week started and when it ended sometimes because there was games on Tuesdays, Wednesdays, Saturdays teams weren't playing like i just didn't even know what was going on it was the hardest thing i've ever done no it was so wild dude it was <laughs> yeah. and then there's weeks where i would like there's weeks where i would score 200 points and and win and then there's weeks where my whole team had covid and i didn't know what to do so i just had to take a loss where you can only start like three people <laughs> yeah it was uh it was crazy but i mean i think all these teams Dodgers, Lakers, all these guys are going to unfortunately have an asterisk next to their name for this season. Yeah, I know baseball took a pretty big hit. I think they lost $8.3 billion. They're $8.3 billion in debt right now because of it. Not having fans in the stadium. Yeah. Yeah, like Vegas who just built that badass stadium and they're not even able to use it. Yep. And that's the thing. Like, who knows when they're going to even let people go to games again? There's no way to know. Because even when shit starts opening up, I mean, I don't think they're going to immediately let 100,000 people gather. No, and you may have to do a thing where you have to show you've had the vaccine to even go buy tickets to get in the goddamn stadium. Who knows? Yeah, it's going to be so wild. But, um, so, yeah, we wanted to – before we get done here, we wanted to talk about everyone we lost in 2020. I mean, it's been an insane year as far as people. A lot of people. Yeah. Um, 
uh, in wrestling alone, I mean, the list is unbelievable. Um, Laparka too, Rocky Johnson, Black Demon, Howard Finkel, Chad uh, Gaspard, Hana Kimura, Danny Havoc, Kamala, Xavier, Bullet Barb Armstrong, Animal, Tracy Smothers, R.J. Bruiser Myers, uh, Pat Patterson, Danny Hodge, and most recently Brody Lee. I mean, we're not going to talk about each specifically, but um, it's just an it's like when you look at it, it's an insane list of like really, really great wrestlers. And um, I mean, right off the bat, I mean, um, Brody Lee was the most recent, and like they had that memorial show for him, which is unbelievable. The really good show. I was very impressed about with that show. I don't know if anyone has like been that universally loved since like Owen Hart or Eddie Guerrero. Yeah, I think you're right. I think Eddie was the last, the last tragedy that you know brought everyone together. You know, no one. You didn't see WWE say anything. You know, when Rowan came back, they were calling him Eric Rowan on accident, trying to call him Eric Rit. Like, everybody just kind of just did tributes and, and tried to move forward. Yeah, so that was really hard. And then, I mean, just for me personally, like Pat Patterson, um, who created the Royal Rumble, was just a genius and who lived in the same city that I do. I used to see him at the gym all the time and run into him all over town. And just, I mean, he has, like, he's had dementia, so he's, like, talking to him wasn't the greatest experience. But he, um, I mean, just a, it's so cool to, like, run into him because he's such a legend. And I would always shake his hand and thank him for, like, making the world rumble and stuff. Yeah, I mean, he's basically the legend. Like, everybody who's anybody in the last 20, 30 years since really 1990, moving forward, like, Pat Patterson – probably had something to do with their career you know especially their booking helping them out teaching them you know how to develop their character i would say character development big time yeah like so, Brett Hart, Shawn michaels the rock definitely the rock even the undertaker like you know he booked some under he, i think he booked the him and doc Hendricks, michael ps hayes did the undertaker sean run at wrestlemania you know so yeah, and then um, Bullet Bob Armstrong was, a, uh, you know, obviously like Road Dog and Scott Armstrong and Brad Armstrong, all these guys, his dad. Well, he's a famous pro wrestler back in the day, and he actually grew up with my dad. And my yeah. dad used to tell me that story about how um, my dad and Bob Armstrong's little brother took Bob Armstrong's car out. <laughs> uh, was egging people from the car. That's amazing, yeah. And then, like, three days later, Bob Armstrong was driving the car, and a guy recognized him and, like, and like ran him off the road because he thought that's who egged him, and Bob Armstrong broke the dude's arm. <laughs> uh, so every time I see Bob Armstrong, I think of that story, but, I mean, he's a legend. I mean, I, I, I was going to let you talk about Animal if you're able to, but... Yeah, that's... To go on Bob... You know, Bob and Tracy Smothers were, you know, when I was growing up, like, little, I loved, like, WWE and the huge guys and stuff, but I loved the small wrestling. Like, I related the most to, like, those, the old Southern, like, workers. 
you know, like the Armstrongs you just always saw in the ring. They always had good matches. And, like, I love the story, like, when the announcers would talk about the Armstrongs or, like, a Tracy Smothers, who we also lost this year, was like, you know, they're from this, you know, Hulk Hogan was a wrestler that's billed from an area. You knew where Hulk Hogan was from, but you didn't know what his life was like when he was from there. You know what I mean? Like, you just knew him as the immortal Hulk Hogan from wherever, Sarasota, Florida, or Venice Beach, wherever they were booking him from. But, like, Bob Armstrong, Tracy, some others, like, you know, here's – they're booked from this area, you know, and they told their, like, story of their heritage. And they've been in wrestling in these territories for this long. And, like, it was always just – I was always enthralled by the history of it. And, like, wow, like, this guy's been here forever. And this guy, like, they have effects on all this. And here's his sons. And, like, so I always really love the historical, like – I don't know what, like, the way they build them, you know what I mean? And the way, like, it it made it much more meaningful uh, to me. It was, like, the hometown guy. Does that make sense? Like, Yeah. Uh, but, honestly, the one that hit me the hardest this year, you know, Howard Finkel was rough. Um, I just, that was just a vo- the voice of my childhood, Howard Finkel and Mean Gene. Um, it's just, I don't know, I always – thought you know when the fink announced you were champion that was when you were really champion you know like you can win the belt but it didn't it think made it he made it mean something you know not that it didn't already but it's just like holy shit like if you get announced as the champion by howard finkel you're the fucking champion does that make yeah like and then animal was the hardest that was the one where like i cried like i struggled for a couple days with animal because as good of friends as we've always been with him, you know, we saw him at every event, you know, we were hanging out with animal for years, you know, I've wore shoulder pads. We posed together. Like, you know, he commented on my hair. It's like, there's just a lot animal and the road warriors to me were like what wrestling is like, you have all these larger than life characters, but then you have guys like the road warriors and guys like Sid and like, you know, they're and the way they screamed in their promos. And like, to me, that's what wrestling is. You know, you have your like precision and your great guys like Bret Hart, Shawn Michaels. But then I don't know, man, like just that presence and aura and the their promos and the way they just beat the shit out of people and rode motorcycles. And they were just badass motherfuckers. And like hearing. Uh, <laughs> It was rough because, you know, we're friends with Scott Norton. He's a friend of the podcast. And, you know, right before that, the Road Warriors documentary came out on um, or the uh, uh, what what the fuck is that show called? Uh, Dark Side of the Ring. Yeah. Came out about the Road Warriors and Hawk and, you know, animals talking about Hawk, but seeing Scott Norton cry talking about Hawk like. Scott Norton wept like that's huge you know and we're best friends I mean I have his in in ring worn gear um you know I just I worried about him too when when Animal went down it's just it just made me think and you know I remember texting you right after like no matter what happens when this is over dude like I know we're not into manias as much as we used to be or like you know it's kind of overrated or it's not as fun but like Every time we go somewhere, we got to do the wrestle cons. We got to do that shit. To me, is is more important than going to the matches. I think. So, well, you I, never just, know. I mean, now more than ever, you never know if that's how you get to hang out with that wrestler. 
and like just thinking of like going when we were hanging out with Scott Steiner like I was the only person that went up and talked to Beefcake like we should have hung out with Beefcake all day yeah you know and it's like I don't know we can't miss WrestleCons anymore we can't miss any of the any of the conventions like just remember how much fun all I think like how much fun the one was where it was me one man gang hacksaw iron cheek scott norton we were just you know virgil you like everybody we were just hanging out nasty boys so yeah i mean every year we get older and these lists are going to be more and more you know like people we recognize and like this year is just crazy. This list is crazy. I mean, we didn't talk about Kamala or Rocky Johnson, The Rock's dad, or even the, like a tragedy like Shad Gaspard. You know, like that's that story's incredible. He saved yeah. his son, and I mean, Danny Hodge was a legend. Yeah, I mean, it's just a crazy list. So rest in peace, to all those guys. And um, as far as the entertainment world, I mean, especially country music got hit hard this year. Um, Kenny Rogers, Joe Diffie, John Prime, Charlie Daniels, Johnny Bush, Jerry Jeff Walker, Billy Joe Shaver, Doug Supernaw, Hal Ketchum, Jimmy Rabbit, and Charlie Pride. I mean, that's an insane list. That's like legends. Insane list. Out of this, out of this list, which one kind of hits you the hardest? I mean, I. Just guys like I mean John Prine was rough, and then Charlie Daniels. I grew up on Charlie Daniels. Um, Kenny Rogers is a legend. Joe Diffie is sad. I mean, there's just so many. I mean, Billy Joe Schaefer is like songwriting what wise like one of my heroes. Yeah, I mean he wrote a lot of Waylon stuff. Helped Waylon yeah. out some stuff. So I mean, it's just an insane list. Um, but I say I was probably most affected by Charlie Daniels. I mean, I grew up on him. Yeah, that one was rough. And I really liked Charlie Pride. And, like, I, I don't know, John Pride probably got me the most. And that's just because, like, last year, 2019, I was supposed to see him at Red Rocks. And he canceled because he got sick. But then rescheduled. And me and a friend, we were able to go. And he was with the Colorado Symphony, and he, dude, it, it was just such a wonderful show. Like, it's, it's, you know, I always say Iron Maiden's the best show I've ever been to as far as, like, production-wise and just great, like, blow, knock your socks off. But, like, as far as just sitting there and enjoying a show and singing songs with a, with 10,000 people, like, John Prine was phenomenal with the orchestra. And there was, like, um there was like a female bluegrass band that played first that sang with him during some of his songs. And, uh, it was just, I was just super thankful. And then he dies, you know, six months later. So like getting to see him in that aspect, like at the end of his life and he's still, he's just such, I think I'm a sucker for a good story. And Prine was out of all these guys. I feel like he was the, he was a true storyteller, you know, like you don't really find a guy like that. Like, him, Bob Dylan, Neil Young, like all these singer songwriter, like just tell you know storytellers. There's not guys like that anymore. No. Really. John, yeah, there's not a lot of people like John Prine, and um, yeah, that, I never got to see him live. I always wanted to. He's incredible, and uh, 
it's a sad list. I mean, even Doug Supernaut, dude. I don't call him daddy. It's one of my favorite music videos of all time. Yeah, it's incredible. When he's giving that kid a bath at the truck stop. Yeah. <laughs> Which is what I all that's what I wanted my life to be. Yeah, and Reno. I mean Reno's incredible. Song. Reno's incredible. I mean, yeah, this list is just crazy. And I think, you know, it's like I said, man, the older we get, the more these lists are gonna be rough for us, I think. But they're gonna be a lot more impactful, you know. Yeah. Um in other entertainment, of course, we lost uh, Neil Peart, uh, Kurt Douglas, Pop Smoke, Max Von Sido, uh, Bill Weathers, Irfan Khan. <laughs> Is that how you say that? <laughs> uh, I don't know how you say it. Do you know who? I have no idea who that was. Uh, Little Richard, Jerry Stiller, Roy Horn, Chadwick Boseman, Jackie Stallone. Sean Connery, Eddie Van Halen, David Prowse, and Jeremy Bullock. I mean, another crazy list when you think about it. I mean, you look at Little Richard as like a legend, and I mean, Kurt Douglas is a legend. Neil Peart's a legend. Jerry Stiller was incredible. Yeah, I mean, Bill Withers. Bill yeah, Withers was the guy that told Motown to fuck off. Yeah. And made his own record late. Like, Sean Connery, I mean, just classic. Eddie Van Halen. You know, it's just like crazy, but I mean, what's the most impactful on that list for you? For me, well, there's a couple different, you know, I added, so David, David Prowse and Jeremy Bullock, David Prowse was Darth Vader. Like James Earl Jones did the voice, but he was the original, he was Darth Vader and Jeremy Bullock was Boba Fett. So like Star Wars had kind of a rough year. That was great that the Mandalorian like kind of redeemed it all you know, with it being that, but Van Halen, you know, like anytime I'm getting in the, in the truck and I'm ready to haul ass, like I'm in a good mood and like something awesome happened at like one of my restaurants, I'm headed to another and I'm like pumped up or like I'm driving, like I'll always sling on Van Halen and just haul ass. You know what I mean? Um, but you know, I'm Kirk Douglas with Spartacus and I didn't even know who Roy Horn was until I looked it up. I guess it's a Roy from Siegfried and Roy. That really didn't. Is he the one that got his face eaten by the tiger or the bird explode on his face or what? No, one of them did get eaten by the tiger. I don't remember which one. And didn't one of them get hit by a, a bird on a roller coaster? I don't know. It sounds like they have some bad goddamn luck. Well, stop fucking animals. You know what <laughs> I mean? Like they got all these animals at the house and they're getting eaten bit. I mean, it's no wonder Roy Horn died. I mean, this is like Tiger King. Yeah. Do you give a shit about Roy Horn? No, I don't. So (laughs) Chadwick Boseman was pretty, like, that one was crazy because we just didn't even, like, I remember hearing, like, he might have been sick, like, a long time ago. And then, like, I never, like, a couple years. Maybe I'm just making that up. I don't know. But then, like. No, he was sick for a while, and he kept it kind of under wraps. Yeah. And, like. He waited till he's able to help the the Avengers, and he got snapped away by Thanos, and then he came back, and he helped the Avengers defeat Thanos and, you know, save the world, what was left of it, and then chose to die after that. So he's a badass. But what about Irfan Khan? Do you know who that is? No. So I don't know who that is either until I looked at a picture of him, and he's a guy from – Jurassic World that owned the island that or owned the park and he's the guy that flew the helicopter and crashed the helicopter 
the dipshit that got murdered oh. by pterodactyls. Yeah. Remember when he was like, I'm a good pilot? But it turns yeah. out he was Kobe Bryant's pilot, I guess. I don't know. Uh, too soon <laughs> still, I don't know. <laughs> I know that, dude, yeah. Yeah, so, I mean, he was a character in a Jurassic Park movie, so I put him on here. Um, what about Pop Smoke? I don't even know who that is. I don't know who that is either. I feel like it's I've heard the name before. He's got to be a rapper, right? Or is yeah, that a pop star or something like that. And then I didn't even know Sylvester Stallone's mom died. I, I'm so bummed that I didn't know that. Like, I would have been there for him. Yeah, exactly. Just a hard year not being there for your friends, you know, not able to be there for your friends as much. Yeah, just a hard year all the way around. But, I mean, speaking of, we're going to wrap things up by talking about our plans for 2021. I mean, I already gave everyone your resolution, but um, what other, like, as you look towards this next year, what what are you looking forward to? Or how's, you know, like, what are you going to do to make your life better? Um, I don't know. I've been in the gym a lot. I mean, really getting all these tests done, making sure I'm good coming out of COVID and getting a little healthier. Uh, everybody always says that, but I've already been on the track. I mean, honestly, I think by the end of January, I'll be close to looking like the rock from maybe the rundown, not skyscraper rock. Don't get me wrong here. Um, but maybe from the rundown, you know, somewhere around that time, I'll probably look like him. Um, really just rundown rock ain't bad. That's a great movie. That's a great movie. Uh, often underrated. I look like, uh, I probably look like walking tall rock right now. Yeah. Damn, that's a good one where you can just carry around a four by four or two by four and just knock people out. Yeah. I mean, he carried around the biggest piece of wood I've ever seen. I mean, I'm trying to look like Hobbs. Yeah. I'm trying to look like skyscraper rock minus the leg. <laughs> yeah as, as i look forward to 2021 i just man like everything that's happening just so like um like everything is negative covid and yeah protests and government and bickering and fighting and bullshit and so i'm just gonna concentrate on my health and my happiness and just being around people that i love and Hopefully getting to travel this year, come out to Colorado and go to Blue Ridge and go see Save and his thousand kids and Yeah. Old, old Save in the shoe. Yeah, go to Asheville and maybe spray paint a wall with Matt and Joe. Yeah, get a little graffiti in. I like that. Like just concentrating thing. on the people in my life, man, and not worrying about all this stupid bullshit and you know, just hopefully being able to go to a wrestling show or a music live music event this year would be awesome. Yeah. It'd be dope to do some live shit again. Really. I think like there were times this year where shit was hard and I was down, but like I listened to roll with the changes by REO Speedwagon like every morning on my shower playlist. Like I think I started off with that song for like six straight months and it's just really about, you might think it's like about a, a boy and a girl and one of them not knowing, you know, not wanting to change for what's next or worried about change, but it's like, you know, maybe it's a little bit about not letting the things that stand in your way, prevent you from doing, uh, prevent you from accomplishing the things that you want, you know, or achieving the things that you want. And 
just because it's 2020, 20, like everybody thinks, you know, this mentality is going to change. 2021, it's no different than 2020 right now. Like people are still going to die. There's still going to be some dumb shit happen, but it'd be nice to see everybody's mentality change and stop being so goddamn negative and maybe just kind of try to move on and stay out of everybody's business and quit bitching and moaning and maybe the world gets a little healthier and happier and we don't got to deal with this bullshit anymore. Cause I don't want to listen to nobody anymore, to be honest. Definitely got to see you this year, mom, but that's cause grandma died. But like, I'd like to go on a trip with the, with the wrestling crew and, you know, I'd like to do some shit, you know, I think we should do that no matter what. Yeah, I agree. I mean, with everything with COVID and like all the deaths we just talked about and, I mean, life's too short to to bitch about all this shit that we can't control anyway. So you should just concentrate on yourself and, you know, the people around you, really. Yep. And not worry about anybody else. When you start poking your nose in someone else's business, you know, then it's going to go downhill. But focus on the positives. Figure out the positive shit. Have fun. Like, I mean, on a positive note, We'll be bumping out more episodes this year. Yeah. I mean, Point Break is next. I was about to say, I think, you know, we wrapped up Point Break and we're probably going to probably gonna do that next. Like, pretty stoked about it. Uh, I think that episode went well, don't you? Yeah, so we'll be doing Point Break and then, of course, you know, just knocking out movies when we can. I mean, we're not going to sit here and promise you a new episode every week, but um, – you know, as stuff starts to open up, Jamie's going to be busy. You know, I got a career, too, so. When we're both free, we'll be knocking stuff out. We'll get back to you, you know. We haven't abandoned you. Just know that we're here, and uh, we uh, we know more than you. Yep, we know more than Google, so keep listening. We appreciate it. Um, share with your friends. Hit us up on Instagram. Jamie, I think, is planning on doing a Facebook page for 2021. Yeah, you know, it was crazy because I was super close to getting it finished and then COVID happened and I just, you know, wasn't able to get to it this year, but I just started again. So hopefully by, you know, next time we're up and running, I'll have a Facebook page going. Yeah, so there you go. Uh, Thanks for listening. We'll see you next time.